0: You are listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from the Canton United Methodist Church. We're a church that strives to make disciples who make a difference. My name is Pastor Clay Lundberg, and I am spending this week out at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in the Black Hills with other clergy from across the Dakotas. Our Congregational Lay Leader, Eric Stearns, preached this week based on Colossians 3 and Paul's instructions about what we as God's people should wear. Let's go ahead and give our attention to God's Word and Eric's message. Scripture passage from this morning is from Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. I'm going a little bit further than what the screen says this morning. So if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Take your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life is revealed then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death therefore whatever in you is earthly fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed which is idolatry. On account of these the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living in that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourselves with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free, but Christ is all and in all, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let us pray. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and Redeemer. Amen. No one likes to be called on on things that they do wrong, but sometimes it is exactly what we need. I'm pretty sure that is why men get married. We need someone to put us in our place when we are being idiots. But for everyone, sometimes we need someone to tell us when we are doing something wrong because otherwise we may not see it. Often do you make, make decisions that when you reflect on it, you realize that the decision you made was wrong, in which someone had been there to warn you. Or how many of you are like me and your wife tells you the decision you are making is wrong and you are just too stubborn to listen? These are the kinds of things Paul is trying to steer us away from in our text this morning. Let's look at the list of things Paul wants us to remove from our lives. In verse 5, Paul says we should put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed. Later in verse 7, Paul also tells us to get, to get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language. Paul was directing the people of the church of Colossae and trying to send them on the right path. The church of Colossae was a young church full of, full of Gentiles who had not grown up in the Jewish faith. Many of these ideas were very new to them, Paul was reminding them of what it takes to be a true follower of Jesus. For me, and I think for many of you, this makes me feel about this big. I have had the privilege of growing up in the faith and being raised as a follower of Jesus Christ. I know what is right from wrong and have been instructed on how I should treat others and what it truly means to follow Jesus. And yet I struggle to put to death many of these things. I still get angry with people, I talk poorly about others when I think they've done something wrong. I use abusive language from time to time. Shoot, the other day we were driving in the van and we got cut off. All I wanted to do was give the other car a one-fingered salute. Don't worry, I didn't do it. But that's just the thing. The fact we are fallen people makes it so hard for us to get rid of these things that Paul is requiring of us to be true followers of Christ. When we read this passage, it just feels like we have no hope. That's the great thing. There is hope. The grace of God is our hope. God knows we won't ever be able to get rid of all these earthly tendencies and desires, and yet He loves us anyway. Look back at our examples in the Bible. He forgave David for his affair with Bathsheba and killing of her husband. He forgave Peter for denying Jesus three times. He changed Saul, the man who was killing Christians as a leader of the Jewish religion, into Paul a man who probably brought more people to Christ than any other person in the Bible. If he can change these people and forgive them for the sins they committed, he can do the same for us. When we fully commit to following the example of Jesus Christ, his grace is there for us too. This is the hope that our faith provides. God knows that there are going to be times when we are going to make poor decisions, but we need to strive to do what our passage is calling us to do today to put to death the evil things of the earth and follow him. To do so, we must work hard at it every day. Sometimes I think of God's grace and love for us in the same way we love and care for our kids. As parents, we instruct our kids what to do and what not to do. We strive to raise strong, independent, and caring children. More importantly, we raise our children to know and believe in God. There are times when our kids make the wrong decision and do something they are not supposed to. We often get upset with them and instruct them why, that, why what they did was wrong and sometimes punish them to help teach them a lesson. However, it doesn't change our love for them. We love and forgive our kids no matter what they do or how many mistakes they make. God is the same way for us. There are times when we make mistakes, but God's love for us does not change either. He's always there for us and always wants us to want what is best for us just like we want what is best for our kids. In verse 11, Paul proclaims, there is no division between people and that Christ is all and in all. This verse really stood out to me because there's so much division and polarization in our world right now. We all know what those divisions are that are plaguing our world today. This passage this morning tells us that those divisions do not matter and that we are all children of God. Now, I do believe we can have dis- that we can disagree and we can have different views on things, but what we cannot do is treat others that disagree with us as less than. No matter how hard it may be at times, we need to treat those that disagree with the same, the same way we want to be treated, and that can be extremely hard. But once again, it is building that strength and endurance. If we continue to work on treating others with respect and dignity on a daily basis as God wants asks us to, then we will show others how to be true followers of Christ. At the end of our passage in verses 12 through 15, Paul reminds us what we need to be what we need to do to be Christians. He instructs us to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful." A couple times in this section, Paul tells us to clothe ourselves with these things. At first, I thought it was kind of an odd use of words but I think he is trying to stress how these things can protect us from the evils of this world, just like clothing protects us from heat, rain, cold, and even mosquitoes. The world would operate so much better if everyone interacted with each other with kindness, compassion, humility, love, and so on. These instructions are so important in how we show to others that we are Christians. In a more modern sense of the idea of clothing, we put on clothing to be be appealing to others, now, this may be more self-indulgent way of looking at things, but we would much rather spend time with people with, who interact with others with the traits described than those who don't. The key here is that we must replace the earthly sins that Paul described earlier in our passage with the positive traits that he described in verses 12 through 15. Right now, I'm training to run the Sioux Falls Marathon. It is virtually impossible to wake up one day and just go run it. It takes many weeks and months of training. It takes a lot of self-discipline and prayer to get up and run a mile after mile after mile to build endurance and strength to run 26.2 miles. There's nothing that says I need to run a marathon, but I know that it will improve my physical health. And when I am done with my training, it will be a great sense of accomplishment to finish the race. In the same way, it takes a lot of self-discipline to constantly and consistently make the conscious decision to follow Jesus Christ, and put to death our earthly sins. As we continue day after day of making the right decision, it becomes easier for us to continue. Making the right decisions by putting to death our earthly sins and replacing them with positive traits on a daily basis builds our endurance and strength as people of faith. If we can work on ourselves and become better followers of Jesus Christ, The sense of accomplishment will be much greater than the one of finishing a marathon. In the introduction, I talked about how sometimes it's not fun to be told that we did something wrong. And a lot of times that's not real enjoyable to hear. The passage we read this morning did that as well. It listed a bunch of things that push us farther and farther from Jesus that we do daily. It also gave us some great instructions on what positive actions towards others we can do to be better followers of Jesus Christ. My challenge for everyone today is push push out the bad in our lives and accept the positive things that Paul describes. It's not easy and it takes a lot of self-discipline to make it happen. Making the right choice can sometimes be hard, but I'm pretty sure in the end it will be worth it. Let us pray. Lord, help us listen to you. Sometimes it isn't easy and takes work and self-discipline, but we know the reward will be great. Help remove the divisions in our society and help us to treat others the way we want to be treated. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a videocast of our weekly cut-for-time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.